This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and supporting listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click donate, or visit Patreon.com backslash TwoHeadedNerd to become a supporter today. Welcome to another exciting edition of the Two-Headed Nerd Comic Book Podcast. First and only Facebook talk book talk show. Facebook talk book show. What am I doing? We call it Cover to Cover. We do it every Saturday morning. Today, we're doing it for Saturday, June 21st. There's all kinds of crap to talk about. San Diego Comic-Con is here. There's a bunch of really crappy TV trailers that hit that I want to get into. Oh, boy. <laughs> If you want to play along, all you got to do is call us at 402-819-4894. We do it from 1130 to 1230 Central Standard Time every Ish. Saturday. I got my man Joe Patrick on the line. Say hello, Joe Patrick. Good morning, dorks. Wooly Toots is going to be here soon. As for now, I'm all alone in the ziggurat. It's the saddest story ever. But if you don't have time to call in because maybe you got kids or something stupid like that, which not my fault. Don't look at me. You did that. All right. You can always shoot us an MP3 to TwoHeadedNerd at gmail.com at any time with the movie review, talk about video games, talk about role-playing games, whatever you want. This is cover to cover where we get nerdy and there are no rules. But before we get started, we always like to revisit the question of the week. Joe Patrick, take it away. This week's question comes from Cross via the THN forums. Quote, so I've been reading the My Hero Academia side story, Vigilantes. In it, the main character's power is basically a speed power, but with a twist. He doesn't just run fast like the Flash. He requires three points of contact to the surface, and he kind of glides over it at high speeds. Sort of like Mabel so can, right now. She's got a bulging disc, so she's dragging one leg. It's really weird. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he kind of looks like a bug sliding around, usually on his hands and feet. He's called the Crawler. So... My question is, what's your favorite representation of a superpower? For example, do you like the Human Torch being covered in flames or Sunfire who just shoots flames? Do you like Jean Grey's form of telekinesis or do you like Psylocke's psychic sword? To be fair, Jean's like- a telepath as well, okay? Okay, yeah, but so is Psylocke. I think she's an omnipath is what they call her or something like that. I, I don't know. She's dude. omnicanonic. Do you, I don't know. Can I please get through the question? She's an of the omnivore. Week? I think she's an omnivore. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> do you like Superman's style of flying or do you prefer the way Cannonball blasts around, et cetera, et cetera? Okay. So there we are. Let's get it started here. I hope somebody calls. I don't think anyone's ever going to call. Caller, you are on the air with THN. Who this? Hello. Am I on the air? Yes, you are on the air. How's it going, guys? Good. How are you doing? Good. It's Brian Domingo. I know, but we need you to introduce yourself for everybody else, Brian. I know, I know, I know. How's, how's your Saturday going? It's going all right. To tell you the truth, the weather's like super nice, strangely nice in Nebraska, which makes everybody nervous, you know? Yeah, very mild today. Like the sky could crack open and Mother Nature is going to start punishing us again, you know? Yeah. Other yeah, than that, yeah. good. How are you doing? Uh, good. I woke up to a water main break down the road, so that oh, was not great. But um, outside oh. the house is better than inside the house, so that okay. was fine. So you have no water? I did not for like a couple hours, and you don't realize how much you need it until you go to every time you go to grab it. Like, oh yeah, I can't 
even wash my hands or rinse this bottle or any of that. So it's true. Um, but everything's fine now. Well, that's good. What do you want to wrap about today? Let's yeah. get in some nerdy business. Gee, you know, there's like 200,000 things to talk about, but yeah. I'm, I'm pretty heated about the Eisners from last night. Yeah, let's get into it. Last night were the Eisner Awards. Um, and I mean, I was pretty irritated with the, uh, or not irritated, but I wasn't super impressed with a lot of the nominations. It seemed like a lot of the same old stuff, but, um, just the fact that, um, Black Panther, World of Wakanda won best limited series and, um, Warren Ellis does not have an Iser is so infuriating to me right now that I, 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 I'm seeing red. Yeah. I, you have to start to wonder, like, we know that the Academy Awards get like, this bug in them over certain actors and they just will not award them. And you have to wonder if something is going on with that, with pardon me, with him specifically. Yeah. It doesn't make sense why Warren Ellis does not have an Eisner and he has absolutely written Eisner stuff. Now there's been years where he was up for it, but you look at what one and you went, well, okay, that was a bad year for you to be there, I guess this year. Yeah. I would argue not necessarily one of them. And I would argue. Yeah. I mean, I guess the Wild Storm is technically an ongoing series. But no, there's only supposed to be 12 issues, right? Yeah, there's only supposed to be 12 no. issues of it. No, it's on 24, 24 issues. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, I don't know. Because no, I mean, they're on 15 or something right now. No, I did really like the World of Wakanda limited series. I thought it was excellent. Oh, I thought it was so unreadable. It was so overwritten, really? and the artwork was bad, and oh my God. Oh, uh, I really liked it. It, it Oh, it physically hurt me. And I said, oh, no, this is going to win something. I know. It's just it's that kind of like, it's just, it's, it's so bad that it's like, oh, oh, God. But, yeah, I mean, Ellis lost to Grant Morrison and Alan Moore. Yeah. I mean, that was the years of, like, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Right. So where he, where he had, you know, Planetary and the Authority and Transmet. Like, those are, those are on people's at least top 20 lists of all time. Oh, absolutely. I get that. You know, and yeah. so the idea. The idea that he's just like floating out there with nothing, and um, like we wouldn't have. You guys love your Avengers movies. You wouldn't have an Avengers movie without the Ultimates, and oh, they wouldn't no. have an Ultimates without Absolutely. the Authority, Absolutely. With, or without Stormwatch. So, you know, thank you. Like, yeah, really irritating. I so. totally agree. I did think it was really cool that uh, Black Bolt won Best New Series, though, because I really do like that Saladin uh, Ahmed. I uh, can't say his name. Um, Ahmed. Uh, Saladin Ahmed. He is super talented, and that book is better than it has any right to be. It really does, because I don't give a shit about the Inhumans. That is the one book that I have been reading, and it's been excellent, truly excellent. Yeah, I looked at I said, yeah, you know, I mean, most of them I could kind of, it was either like, yeah, that's reasonable, or I've never, I mean, Monstrous had like four awards this year. Yeah. Which, this is not the first year. They've won a bunch of awards, and I don't know, I don't. Do you it's, read Monsters? It's really pretty, I don't, but it doesn't come out. Like, it never yeah, comes I don't, I don't. out. And I, I mean, like, I read, I remember we read and reviewed the first issue on the show. I think, Joe, you did, I think. I did, yeah. I didn't really care for it that much. I remember it being very pretty to look at. Like, the art is intensely beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. The story mm -hmm. is fairly boilerplate. I mean, other than the fact that the main character is a female instead of a male. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't mm. know. It was fine, but there was, I thought there was some, yeah, best continuing series that I think what they're doing is awarding Sana Takeda or Sana Takeda, the artist, because he is so goddamn talented. Marjorie Liu is really good, and that book is fine. It's not bad. Is it the best continuing series out there? I don't think so. I think there's a lot yeah, better I don't stuff. Think so. 
Uh, I don't even remember what else was nominated in that category. Monstrous also won Best Publication for Teens Ages 13 to 17. I don't even know what that means. What, what is Like that? young yeah. adult. <laughs> you know what? Then call it young adult. Best Publication for Teens? That's stupid. <laughs> well, they, yeah, they broke it down into smaller and smaller. I mean, I think they've got, like, little kids to, like, 10 and 10 to, you know, they kind of yeah. gave yeah. time frames you know, age groups and which is fine. And, you know, I get that. And it's, I like the expansion because it can't just be the same stuff over and over again. But when I look at that, I think this seems like the same stuff over and over again. It's, it's turning into that Oscars thing of like, you know, we're going to celebrate something no one's ever heard of. Like, okay. A little bit. Like, um, and like they tried to, they gave out two best writer awards, which I don't understand. Like other than the, they're saying it was split. Tom King won one and Marjorie Liu won the other one for monstrous. And, I'm okay. I realize this is. I'm not trying to ignite a fire here. <laughs> maybe, maybe just don't then. You know what I'm maybe just saying. Maybe just put that thought back in the bottle. I'm saying pick one. Yeah, pick one. We don't need to give out. How two. About it's a tie. How about that's, don't pick Tom King? Let's not pick Tom King for best writer until he writes something that's like amazingly good. I will how say for his Mr. Miracle and his Batman Elmer Fudd special, which was one of the most wonderful things that I like just a wonderful surprise. I totally deserves it. Batman. I like, is it the best Batman run I've ever read? No. Is it very no. good? Yes. Is he the best writer for that? I don't think so. You know, I mean, I don't know. I, I, there's nothing in here that screams. What the hell are you thinking? But I agree. It does. They do tend to get pretty insular and it seems like they get more insular every year. With the Eisners, you know what I mean? Yeah. Not that I think it's terrible. I like the Eisners. Congratulations to everybody that won. It's great. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I think you should have to take into account how much of this stuff has actually come out. Because, like, how many issues of Monstrous did we get this year? If we got four, I'd be shocked. Yeah, I, have, I don't know what – I mean, I know it came out within the last three years, maybe. Like, first issue, are we up to I, – like, I literally have no idea. Like, it's not on my radar in any way. And – um, and I think the art Same. looks, it's like, it's, it's pleasant, but I've never looked at it and said, wow, like I need to read this book. I go, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's like, it's, it's a very not for me kind of thing. And to be, it's, it's weird. Cause it's like a mainstream category for like a, not a super, not mainstream niche book sure. and to win like a bunch of, a bunch of awards and one award. Uh, you know, program. Yeah. It's monstrous. Know, number one came out November, 2015 issue 18 just came out 18 issues in three years In three years. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's that there's plenty that have been worse than that. I'll say that as far as coming out yeah. on time, you know, and it's a pretty book and I guess they like it. I yeah. I think it's just kind of a, it's a darling book. You know what I mean? Right now. And, I do like Marjorie Liu. I think she's a really good writer, but I think she's written better stuff. What do you say about it? You know yeah. what I mean? Really is what it is, I guess. Yeah, it is. Yeah, no, it, it was just the, you know, going through and seeing the, it was the, the world of Wakanda thing. I said, Oh my God, no, 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 no. <laughs> I think I read, I read two issues and it was just so like, you know, like they're lesbians deal with it. It's like, yeah, we're, it's 2018. I'm cool. Yeah. Like, I, I like, Okay sure we've seen this before what do you got they, like, they, no they're in love it's like 
Yeah, they totally did get away. Yeah, that. they did. They did push like, that a little hard, but they did get away from that. Now, what I don't understand is like Mr. Miracle technically came out this year too, and I would say honestly that absolutely should have been best limited series. Mr. Miracle was wonderful. It was incredible. Though. Well, I think it, I think it was nominated it's, for it's not con- over continuing. Oh, is that what it is? It's because it's yeah. not over. So, so it has to end in this year. Is that it? No, I mean I don't know. I don't know. I mean it's twelve issues. They're they're only on number ten. Yeah. So. I think it's just, I think it's like the Oscars where like it has to be within a time frame, but right. you can release it on one theater on, on for one day and count. Yeah, you know, and right. that, you yeah. know all that all that. There's fuzzy numbers and in, in things, and and I you know, I don't and know. And we'll also next with the like, Eisner's we, I, happening, with the Eisner's happening in July, are, are they examining books from like the last calendar year? Yeah, so they, like 2017 to 2018, or just. 2018 i don't really know like how far back that go right that's it is kind of fuzzy and it's weird that they do it in the middle of the year like i get it for like an all-star game or something because it breaks up the season but you know an award ceremony (laughs) like maybe we do that in spring and it follows the whole last year you know it is a little weird but well you know it's the eisners it's very political i'm sure well i i'm just hoping they do a uh you know give warren ellis a and a color of money, Eisner, for, you know, the, uh, <laughs> a the life, wild storm. A lifetime you know achievement he, award, you know? Yeah. Does does he deserve it for that? Probably not. But does he, you know, let, let's give him a little respect for his career. And, right. uh, and just get just one. Because some people, it's like, they have like, like the, the crew from like Squirrel Girl. There's like, they have like, they don't have any shelf space left from all their Eisners. It's I like, know. How? How, how did that happen? Yeah. How, like, like I get, you want to give them like, you got one shoot. That's awesome. But it's like, yeah, we got, uh, there's another one, like another one. I do feel, another yeah. One. And I feel like that's another thing where like the Eisners also try and play catch up and make up for things they feel they haven't given enough awards to. So they're like, we'll give them all the awards this year, you know? <laughs> and, and like, Squirrel yeah, I don't I'm on I record as not loving nominated next year. Like, yeah. You got it. Yeah. You got like six this year. Let's, yeah. like, so let's move on. Let's give someone else a yeah. chance. Absolutely. You know, and I, I know it seems like a bash on squirrel girl a lot. I just don't care for it. it. It's funny and it's cute. And I just don't read for that kind of stuff, you know, and did it deserve Eisner's? I guess they thought so. Were there other books out there that were better that year? Yes. But Hey, I'm not handing out the Eisner. <laughs> so <laughs> the answer is yes, there yeah. were better books, but oh well. Yeah. Maybe someday you'll be I, on the committee, Matt. Uh, maybe someday I will. Who knows? We could start that I hope petition so. now. That would be a podcast host. I'd love that. Let's oh, do it. It'd be totally great. Who hosts? Do we know who hosted yeah. the Eisners? I don't know. Yeah. It was like, cause last year was Chris Hardwick, but uh, not this year. Ugh. I don't think he was. He, I know he was available because he's not working much. But yeah, I know I he was know. definitely available. <laughs> was it was it James Gunn? Because he's got some time on his hands. Yeah, he's got some time on his hands oh, too. Boy. We're going to talk yeah. about that in a little bit here. <laughs> yeah. Brian, it is always good to talk to you, man. Yeah, you guys have a good weekend. All right, thanks for you your too, call, Brian. Buddy. The phone lines are open four zero two eight one nine four eight nine four. The James Gunn thing he was referencing. For those of you who don't know, Marvel and Disney parted ways with James Gunn last night. After horrifying tweets that he sent out in the form of jokes that he's already apologized for 10 years ago resurfaced. Now, the best part of this story is those tweets resurfaced thanks to a known men's right activist and person that doesn't think date rape exists. <laughs> Thank you for calling Teach and cover to cover caller Hootis. 
This is Zach Hollowell. Zach Hollowell, how are Hello. you, my friend? Good, good. Getting ready to go shoot a wedding today. That I think maybe you'll be there. I am going to be at said wedding. Yes, I will. Be I there. will see you at said wedding. Awesome. I'll be the guy with the tie Wait. around his head. That's like doing the Russian Cossack dance, super drunk. You and know? I, like, <laughs> I will take pictures of that. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Who's getting married? Wait. My friend Jeremy Stanichek is getting married today. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Lots of people in town for it. Nice. Yeah, it should be a good time. What do you want to rap about? Yeah. This isn't wedding cast. So, Come on. This is no, let's, this is let's covered talk cover. about what we, just, you were just talking about. Let's just briefly talk about this James Gunn deal. Let's unpack James Gunn real quick. I was, I was finishing okay. that thought. So... Basically, a, a right-wing jackass, whose name I'm not even going to say on the show because I don't want him getting any more press. This is a well-known incel men's rights activist asshole who has been very vocal about the fact that women that get raped deserve it and date rape does not exist. He dredged up these old tweets that were absolutely jokes. Some jokes were in poor taste. Some jokes were off-color. I agree. But you know what? They're jokes at the end of the day. And exactly. James Gunn had already apologized for this shit. They were, Disney what? already knew about this shit. And they still fired him. Now, I am not mad at, at fucking activists, at men's activist guy, because he's a jackass. And that's what jackasses do. It's like getting mad at a dog for being a dog, you know? What I'm mad at is Disney for kowtowing to this fucking bullshit. Because now you have painted a target on every single creator that works for you that the ultra-right wing decides they don't like. You Guess what? If they fired James Gunn, you have to fire Robert Downey Jr. for the things he's done Absolutely. In the past. Absolutely. You think they're going to do that? We just have to go down the list, right? And just there should just right. be a, a culling, if you will, you know? Well, and yeah, they were off color, but man, if he got fired for those things, if you track down shit I was saying 10 years ago, oh, absolutely. drag me out in the street and put a bullet in my head. Look, look at Dan Harmon's Rick and Morty. They say shit <laughs> 10 times as offensive on Rick and Morty, the cartoon show. And these same assholes laugh about it. You know, I laugh about it, too. I love it. But, I mean, it's just, it's a false, it's a false equivalent, uh, what am I trying to say? A false equivalent. Equivalentation, blah. Equivalency. <laughs> Thank you. It's a false equivalency where the right can come out like this and they attack the guy because he's anti Trump, as a vast majority of the country is. I hate to tell you this, but, <laughs> you know, they attacked him because of that, not because they don't like his work or they think he's an asshole or something like that. They attacked him because he's vocal about politics. Which is fine. We're all free to be vocal about politics. Even if I don't agree with your politics, you're free to do that. Disney, can't, Disney doesn't get to play the we don't know card. Yeah. You think they didn't vet him before he right. was doing this? You don't think they watched mm -hmm. Toxic Avenger 4? Have you seen Toxic Avenger 4? Yes. Is part in it? Absolutely. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's offensive. And it's supposed it's, to be. You know, They knew what they were getting. And he had already apologized for this shit. He had already right. come out and said, yeah, I said some stuff back in the day. Uh, some of it was in poor taste. Sorry, I'm not that guy anymore. I'm an adult now. Right. I mean, what the I, f it's not like we dug out the fact that he murdered somebody or he was a rapist. I mean, like, come on. But this, it just makes no sense to me whatsoever. Whatsoever. No. And uh, the guy took one of your properties that, by all rights, shouldn't have been popular. Yes. Shouldn't have worked and made it like one of their biggest movies. Right. And but like why? He, why now? You though? can't. The, the because timing, somebody said something. The timing makes no sense to me. 
Disney has never done shit like this. They fired people that they felt. Well, they did fire Harlan Ellison on the first day. Yeah, Harlan Ellison's kind of a bad person, though, isn't he? Yeah, well, he, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. he's dead, yes, but he was a bad person. Sorry. No, I don't think he was a bad person. I think he was just difficult. Uh, yeah, I think he was pretty prickly. He, he went to lunch and made jokes about uh, Mickey and Donald having sex and came back to his desk and found a pink slip the first day. Well, I mean, you can't do that at Disney. Come on. Yeah. Well, it, that's, <laughs> you know? But that's one of the tweets that they brought up was uh, James Gunn saying, who do you think the worst Disney character to be raped by would be? And he said, I think it would be Goofy. But actually, Sleepy would probably be pretty bad, too. <laughs> See, that's funny. I'm sorry. He's not actually talking about getting raped. Right. Like being raped. And he's talking about himself uh, getting raped. Not well, like, who's a Disney character you'd like to rape? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's what these assholes that dredge this shit up, that is what they do. They literally oh, well, the write. Well, the that is Flounder from Little Mermaid. <laughs> Oh, God. I mean, really? <laughs> what about the talking chair, though, from, you know, Cinderella or whatever? That all was. right, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would suck pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's just it. I, the timing of this doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. And let's keep in well, mind isn't, that Disney is a... Is, uh, Marvel movies not at Comic-Con this year? Yes. I think they don't have a panel. They're not. They are doing their panel at, like, this Disney Expo thing now. Where it's like there's Whoa. like a Disney fan expo and they've taken everything in house, so they'll be doing Star Wars and Marvel there. But yeah, I mean, okay. this isn't the first year that Marvel hasn't gone to Comic Con for right. for the movie stuff. Right. I don't think they went last year either. Marvel is really? there for comics. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They. Well, anyway, yeah, I gotta get around, they, boys. They do their own thing. All right, Zach. Always good to talk to you. All right. Be good, boys. See you, Zach. Yeah, the thing that I can't wrap my head around is this is the same company that has Quentin Tarantino working for them, basically. They own Miramax. And Tarantino has been far more disgusting <laughs> in his life. Now, know? look, listen, I'm not going to, like, split hairs about how who is more disgusting or not. Ladies but, and gentlemen, Mr. Like, Willie Tooth just showed up. With James Gunn put on Twitter classic were vile. Sure. They were vile. But the bottom line is that he apologized for them. Right. He he came out and he said, look, you know, I've changed a lot. I'm not that person anymore. And his response to the firing was very classy. He, I totally yeah. understand Disney's decision, um, you know, and and like he took it very gracefully. And I think Disney was kind of put in a possible position this was going to blow back back on them if they didn't do something i don't think so because I, that's what that's what people do they react without well, thinking i agree but i don't think this was going there i think this was trump, oh i think it this was trumped up bullshit and if you look at the people that were behind it i mean that reveals everything right there it's one thing no i mean i understand that matt but like i, I think I think it would have done them some damage. I highly doubt it. I don't at all. And I think they have now made a precedent that this is how you come get people you don't like. Well, I mean, I do agree with that, too. Yeah, it's just terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And I do think it's going to hurt the franchise, too. I think you've got a guy who has done such a wonderful job on those two movies with those characters and knows them so well. I don't know who you bring in to do a James Gunn impersonation. Yeah, I don't know. You know, 
It, like, honestly, and that's all they're going to do. They're going to have to do a James Gunn impersonation. So, yes, we've, we've, we've gotten rid of this horrifying crea- creator, but guess what? We're going to make a movie that looks just like what he did. <laughs> so. Whoa. Where's Toots? Dave, we're calling THN Cover to Cover. Caller, who dis? Harvey Locust. Harvey Locust? How are we doing? Good, guys. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Harv, I'm going to let you rap with Joe for a second while I try and figure out what's going on with Mr. Toots' mic here, okay? <laughs> All right. Joseph, you take the hey, reins. Joe. Harvey, what's happening? Oh, I was just calling to get this back on a nerd uh, track here. Thank and you, And I wanted please. to ask you guys how you feel about um, portrayal of comic book characters in movies, TV, etc., where their powers are changed from what they are in the comics. I'm, sp- I'm calling specifically about Cloak and Dagger because in this new iteration of Cloak and Dagger, the TV show, mm-hmm. they each kind of have a power where they kind of have these, can touch people and psychically connect with them and he can see their fears and she can see their hopes. Right. Um, I, I'm not usually a fan of that sort of thing. You know, like if you're adapting something, you're you're doing so because you think it's a good concept. Like, why do you have to take such right. huge liberties? Like, I think Cloak and Dagger is a very good show. But, it yeah, is. the whole thing with with them, like reading people's emotions and stuff like I don't I don't really get it. Um, now, yeah, they I don't, have I don't evolved. know where it came from, I but I kind of like it. it. It's you know, it's. I don't know. It's sure, different. Sure. I mean, it makes a great show. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the show and you know, they're going to take liberties. I get it, you know, but usually I like it when they stick kind of close to the source material. Like if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know I like I mean? the show a lot. And when they started to reveal their new like emotion based powers, I got super pissed. It's yeah. dumb. I don't need that. It's just dumb. Cloak and Dagger's powers were just fine. Do that. The show is already like an emotional roller coaster for young adults. We don't need to make it any more emotional. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, a- and it's also they're they're not even like it's a it's a it's a show. It's a very slow burn. Uh, but like they're not Which even really cloak and dagger. They're just these two kids. No, they're not. They're, cloak and, really, they're not cloak the, and dagger other at than all. The, the names and the fact that he's got kind of shadow powers and she's got light knives. It yeah. has no resemblance to Cloak and Dagger from the comics. No, no, it really doesn't. I mean, she was kind of hooked on drugs there for a minute at the beginning. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and, you know, his his teleportation powers are there. I mean, one thing I do like is that he actually looks like a teenager as opposed to even in the first comic. I always thought this dude looks like he's 40 yeah, yeah, he did always look kind of old. Um, but yeah, it, it's a it's a really good show. I uh-huh. like it quite a lot. But um, you know, they they do the same thing. Uh, uh, what is it like on the Gifted? A lot of those characters are yeah. way different power wise. So I mean, I don't know why they decided to do that, but as long as it works, I guess it's fine. I always find it a little bit annoying, you know, just because you're like, what is this? Or what, you yeah. know, like, it'd be interesting to uh, hear the reasoning behind it. That's for sure. But, uh, 
I don't think it's anything that's ever going to go away. You know, they're they're either always going to dress up their powers because somebody along the line thinks that they could be more interesting if you did this or that or something, you know? Yeah. I mean, even the original Superman movies did it like he's got a a cellophane S shield that he can summon. (laughs) Right. And and in, uh, in one of them, he like shoots a beam out of his finger or maybe that was General Zod. So like we, like yeah. what are they doing? <laughs> it's like have you even read Superman? What do you guys? What is this? That's somebody along the line who has power is all like, you know, I'm gonna impress myself upon this, and this, that's gonna be the one thing that I did. Right. I, I, yeah, I'm exactly. the guy. I'm the guy that decided he could shoot a laser out of his dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Any, anybody can shoot a laser out of their dick. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And also, I, I I got a question. Um, have we have we talked about Luke Cage season two yet? Uh, just a little bit. What do you got? Did you guys feel that uh, that the the music in this one was there? You go. A little too heavy handed. Of course it is. It's going to be that way from now on. I did not. With these shows. I, there's one I thing mean, that I really like, and that's curated music on a show. I really like when they do that, especially when it makes sense. You know, like Curated, yes. Yes. But a, I think a lot of this was written for the show. I think so. I agree. There was a lot of just like no, very on. You know, it was like we're, I mean, it, almost Hamilton it, you know, it's you're like talking about the way that describing like, what's going on. Yes. Like how, like the song that was chosen. So it's like goes with the plot. So it's like Edgar Wright doing baby driver where like yeah. the music is sort of what, what made the story. Only we can't talk about baby driver ever again because Kevin Spacey ruined the world. <laughs> I, well, I, mean, I didn't like that I mean, movie anyways. I did. I the, like, the I really that, like that, curated uh, music. Tilda sings at the end. I, I, you know, was basically describing what she just did. Yeah. And that was heavy. Um, I'll give you that. That was a little was, heavy handed. <laughs> there was a, a song about Luke Cage taking over. Yeah. Where they mentioned his name specifically. Yeah. So it's and, a lot of original. Or, and original then earlier music. in the show, um, in the early, like first couple of episodes, there was a guy who was singing at the club who was also, he did two songs and they both were like describing exactly what was going on in the show. No, I don't, I, I it ventured close to musical territory. <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> but I don't mind it. Like I thought, I thought there was a lot of thought that went into it and the creators they brought into it were very cool. And it gave, like Harlem is also a very famous musical neighborhood, you know? And so yeah. I like that that plays a part of it. I, I thought that was, pretty cool it did get a little heavy-handed towards the end there but it didn't bother me i guess i didn't really notice it that much like i remember they did it they did it one time in season one with that method man song yeah but that was method Uh, man so that's okay because method man can do no wrong (laughs) (laughs) uh but uh yeah i guess maybe i just wasn't got a whole new setup man this is focusing on on the lyrics that close i really think i notice it more because i watch with um subtitles on and they subtitle the music in a lot of these oh, shows now sure, yeah. okay that'll do it okay that could do it yeah because i didn't necessarily notice them being like 
and Luke Cage was a badass, <laughs> but he got beat up by the Bushmaster. You know, it's like John Henry. They literally did though. They were there was a song in the in the there where they were like Luke Cage, he's taking over. He's got the power now. <laughs> Don't mess with him, or we'll kill you. Now that's also a relic of like. The seventies black exploitation movies that they're sort of updating. Oh uh, yeah, see then that's because they used to do that all the time. Like think about Shaft. I didn't even think about that at all. Like half that, of half of the cool. movie was like Shaft just had sex with that hot chick, you know. Like <laughs> now he's gonna whoop some ass, you know. And the, and the Shaft theme song won an Oscar. Totally did. All right. Yep. There you go, Harvey. All right, guys, I'm gonna let you go. All right, it's always good to talk to you, man. Yeah, have a good one, guys. Later. We got real musical for a second there. Sorry about that. I had to swap out a mic cord. We had a mic cord. It was a lot of fun. If you've been watching, it's been a thrill a minute since I showed up, I'm sure. It really has. On like the the behind the scenes action that was going on (laughs) was intense. It really was. Now that you're Uh, here. You know, the camera is flipped again this week. Yeah, because we've got a new setup. Uh, this is all new setup. This, this situation is all. I've, this is all whole I've new got rig the situation. Board floating in front of yeah, me. Yeah, man, now. It's, inti- it's. I've got the other stuff under it, so I can see everything. This is profesh. Yeah. Sesh. It only took six years, but uh, we're getting professional. Except for my tardiness and coming with a beer. Oh, are you drinking a beer? What are you drinking there? Uh, bicycle kick. It's a Kolsch from New Belgium, but they Ooh. teamed up with uh, like five different continents to create this one beer. To celebrate bicycle so- soccer. Oh, soccer. Oh, bicycle. The World kick. Cup. Like celebrate the World Cup. Yeah, down. bicycle. See, it's got a bro. Pele kick. Doing it. Kick. Right. Okay. It's good. This is the first one I've had. It's nice. Thank you for calling Soccer Beer Cast. Caller, who this? <laughs> hey, it's Philip Champion. Give you guys a call. Hey, Champions- all right. Champenstein. Phil, uh, that's right. Are you a new first guy? call in? Yes. First call in. Welcome oh. aboard. Hey, Welcome nickname aboard. already, Champenstein. There you go, <laughs> Philip Champenstein. What do you want to rap about today, Champ? Oh <laughs> uh, well, I figured I'd kind of rattle off a couple answers to the last couple questions, since you know I got to play catch up here with you guys. Let's do, do it. it. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, so underrated series, Jeff Lemire's top shelf shit. I feel like everyone says they they've heard is really good, but no one's actually read it. Yep. People really need to read that shit. Essex County, especially, was just Essex wonderful. County was incredible. It was so good. Right. Um, what would work as a video game? I thought of like a League of Assassins, like a mobile game where you're just kind of sneaking around, you know, assassinating your targets or whatever. But then you could sprinkle in like no kill missions or no alarm missions or whatever. That'd be fun. That'd be an easy like throw away. That'd be fun. You could also do like a Pokemon type real world assassin type game <laughs> where like your phone. Oh, shit. Right? League of Assassins <laughs> go. Right. So you get like, I have to go kill Wooly yeah. Toots. Yeah, dude. Toots like, is down the street. I got, I'll be right back. But he can't notice me. I'll be you back. Know? Like, Ten minutes. If he turns and like points his phone at me, he's noticed me. But oh, if I can sneak up behind shit. and like flick, like flick a digital knife into right. his back or oh, something, oh. <laughs> crossbow bolt. Oh man, that would be fun. Blow dart. Right. Chinese yeah. star. Gee. It's like that assassin game that you play at parties where you have to walk up and like touch somebody's back with a spoon and they can't oh, see you man. and they got killed. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That would be awesome. Not familiar with that one, Matt. Sorry, okay. I can't follow you there. We'll play someday. Don't worry, I'll get you in. <laughs> Uh, how about character that would work in another era? I've always really liked Martian Manhunter from like New Frontier, like the yeah. 50s detective oh, Martian yeah. Manhunter. Oh, yeah. I thought maybe throw him back in like 
uh, Arthur Conan Doyle London, you know, have him mm. chasing down some, some murderers in foggy London. That'd be pretty dope. Totally. Yeah. Like a Sherlock Holmes that can change form and disguise himself. And like walk amongst uh-huh. the criminals, yeah, man. He and could, like he could change himself into a potential victim. Yeah, oh yeah, he could be, a, he could like be a hooker. Yeah, waiting for Jack the Ripper. Yep. Right. Oh man, <laughs> he could even let Jack right, the Ripper right. slit his throat and like cut him, cut him open. And, and be stuff. like, oh, we got you now, and buddy. And then he like sits up and be like, you're under arrest. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! What else do we have? Oh, favorite fictional bar. No one mentioned Patty's Pub, which is. A classic. I'm Patty's surprised Pub. we overlooked that one. We're too focused on the geeky things. I really like Patty's Pub. I just don't want to hang out there because it's fucking gross. <laughs> yeah, right? It's all homeless people. Yeah. It's like some of the worst people in the world. <laughs> Although now that Rowdy Rowdy That's Piper true. is dead, we wouldn't have to worry about bumping um, into the psycho. You know, I do yeah. love Piper, though. <laughs> and then what, what was this week's question even? I forgot. So this week's question was your favorite use of of a superpower such as uh, how it's represented. Yeah. Whether you like Superman just flying around or uh, you like someone like cannonball who explodes his butt and shoots like a, right. I mean, I guess it comes out of his butt, right? It comes out of his butt. <laughs> it comes yeah, out of his, yeah. like his whole bottom half kind of becomes this thing, but like, it's gotta be butt centered, right? I'm fine with it being butt centered. I mean, cause I'm just saying like his <sighs> feet aren't shooting stuff out. It's not his feet. You don't no. see, you, you don't see his feet. Yeah. Because it comes out of his butt. Yeah. I think it covers his feet. His butt lights up and he shoots around. Right, there's no other answer, clearly. Right. Um, shit, I'd probably go with, uh, I love, like, Plastic Man, how his little goofy face always shows up on whatever he morphs into. Yes. And it always incorporates, like, the <laughs> yes. belt logo somewhere in there, too. I love that shit. That is great, because, like, yeah. he turns into, like, a giant ball, and his face is, like, all, like, stretched out. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, uh, the belt's always Metamorpho's there, yeah. the same thing, and they have them both in the Terrifics now, where he's got, you know, his goofy little face on whatever it is he morphs into. It's just goofiness. I love it. Metamorpho was an answer I thought about for this question, because I really like that he, he changes shape and stuff, but he is also, like, element-based. So he can, like, make one hand, like, hard as a diamond and then make the other hand, like, acid, you know? And, like, oh, I always thought that was super cool. Right. And he somehow has beady little eyes that bulge out of his skull at the same time. I love him. Yeah. He's a great character. Yeah, his design is truly bizarre. It really is. (laughs) Because they're like, oh, he's all kinds of fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) He's bald and he's got white skin and bulging eyes. (laughs) He wears a pink and purple costume. (laughs) It's like cocaine design metamorpho. That's all I got for you guys. I'm I'm about to head out. I got work to do. All right, Phil. Thank you for the call, man. I'm doing work. Yeah. Welcome Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard, man. We love first time yeah, callers. No, I'm, Champ and I'm hoping to make it a regular thing for sure. You right should, on, man. You should absolutely do it. Thanks for calling, buddy. All right. Yeah, take it easy. You too. 402-819-4894. Let's talk about the Titans trailer. Yeah, I, I watched it. I want to talk bad. about the Titans trailer. Look, I don't have any connection or real knowledge about the Titans, okay? But I watched that, and I was just... It really wasn't very... Uh, Exciting to but, me. Okay, that's where I wanted to start. Let's take because every- seriously, because I don't, I've never read any of it. I, no, I've, I've read a couple of the George Perez issues. But you're aware that of these showed character- up in a collection that I got stuff. like handed to at some point. But you know, Robin. You know, I know Robin. Yeah. I know, you know like Starfire yeah. and then the, what it was. Okay, so there was Raven, right? right. They showed Raven, and right. then they showed Beast Boy, and like Hawk and Dove were in there. And, yeah, I, I saw Hawk. Yeah, I mean Dove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, I know who the characters are, yes. So, let's, but I don't know shit about them. Let's really. take all those characters aside and say this is not the show is not called Titans. It's called Schmitans, right? And it's just a group of made up heroes. I think the biggest. Do you want to watch away, though, that dude? show? I I want to say uh, no because of how heavy handed it was. Like that Robin thing was so heavy handed. Yeah, that was that so they were stupid. Like, hey. Look Look how tough. Like, look how we don't care. Look how tough and yeah. look how adult and look, man, yeah. So, like, even like, if it wasn't Robin saying, fuck Batman or whatever, you know, like, even if it wasn't him, I'm the, not watching The only that way show. I would like someone saying fuck Batman is if it was a villain. Right. Who was, like, posed a, like an actual threat to right. Batman and yeah. was like, yeah, fuck Batman. Yeah, like, you I'm know, not like I'm not scared of him. A villain that wants to fuck Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Drop trowel, Batman. Well, we all kind of want to fuck Batman, uh, right? Like somewhere yeah, deep like, inside. I, I really didn't. It really didn't do. It didn't do anything to make me want to watch it. It didn't at all. do shit for me. And now we have to like with the added baggage of we know who these characters are and we know they would never fucking act like this. And there's no excuse for them to act like this, other than people that do not understand these characters whatsoever are writing them. I, well, not, now hold on, hold on. I have thoughts about that. Hit yeah, me, Joe. Okay, so, wait. Hold up, Joe. Before you get into it, because I know shut you. Shut up, Joe. I know you're. I know you're into the characters, and I know you know a lot more. Right, so I'm really yeah. super interested to hear what you have to say. But uh, I, the only thing, I, my major takeaway was if they were trying to like get away from dark, yes, DCU, this reversed it absolutely. Yes, right, exactly. Um, so this is inspired. So Jeff Johns has been talking about it a lot because the reaction to the trailer was uh, bad, severe. <laughs> yeah, and swift uh, and bad. Yeah. And so he's has has spent a large chunk of the last 24 hours like almost kind of defending it. Uh and he said that this is inspired heavily by the new Teen Titans era uh which was the very famous Titans run by Marv Wolfman and George Perez in the 80s. And that was set during a time when uh Robin specifically was on the outs with Batman. Okay. So the idea that he would be like the idea that he would have a fuck Batman attitude is not necessarily out of place if that's what they're going for. If it's set during that time, that was kind of the whole genesis behind the new Teen Titans was was Robin and Kid Flash uh, trying to get out from under their mentors shadows and whatnot. I'll give you that. But they did not hate their mentors. Well, I mean, like the relationship between uh, Batman and Robin uh, was not good. It was rocky at the time. It was rocky, yeah. but they—I don't believe that it was at this level. I don't. Uh, no way. Well, the only thing we have to go on is two words that he said. So and I get we don't that. know exactly. And the other side of that is they're like trying to instantly show you, like, this isn't your dad's Titans show. This yeah. ain't T Titans Go, bro. It's gonna be mature, and they're gonna cuss, and there's and there's gonna be boobs, and like you know, like come on. <laughs> like, know, I, like I saw I saw a, a, a very funny tweet uh, where somebody said. 
uh, Teen Titans Go Fuck Yourself. <laughs> yeah, and, <laughs> and this is on. Uh, that's, that's really good. People saying I'm the goddamn Robin, you retard. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> what do you think? I, who do you think I am? I'm the goddamn Robin. Um, like the darkness. The darkness is bothering me because even though Batman and Robin were on the outs, the Teen Titans comic was not dark. No. And is this going to be no. on the app? Is that where this is going to be? It's, it's gonna be on, on the, the app. DC. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I totally agree with you, Toots, that if they were trying to, like, kind of lighten up their cinematic universe, this is a really bad step. Yeah, I don't uh, yes. know. I don't think they are. I think they keep telling us that. They keep saying, oh, yeah, no, we've heard what you said, and, and we're going to lighten things up a little bit. Nothing I, I have ha- seen. There is no evidence whatsoever that they're doing that. It's like when the White House is like, oh, yeah, we heard you, and we're going to change shit. And then they're like, see, we changed it. No, you didn't. You didn't do anything. What are you talking about? Well, there's about? only been one movie. There's only been Justice League. Yeah. There's I only get, been the one movie. I understand that, but we've also seen, like, we're now we're getting images of Aquaman. We're getting, like, pictures of him in the costume and shit, and there does it. I think it looks like it's going to be dull, dark bullshit. And this I don't think Aquaman looks dark, but I think it's hilarious that he is underwater in leather pants. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> you don't want to be naked, right? Come on. <laughs> um, but like this Shazam movie looks bright as hell. It, well, until hopefully, I hope so. That's it better be because there's no excuse. To, if they're doing this to the Titans of all characters... You're, I mean, why couldn't they do it to Shazam? Why couldn't Shazam end up dark, brooding, mean Shazam? I don't think they're going has in that Has no direction. choice but to tear Mr. Mind in half at the end of the film, you know, or like <laughs> whatever. I drowned Mr. Mind in a bottle of tequila. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> you know, like slits his throat with a switchblade and then drowns him in the toilet, you know. <laughs> it's a switchblade. Like, shoots up the heroin <laughs> that he has to take every 24 hours to stop himself from killing the world, you know. <laughs> uh, well, and I just uh, wrote Shazam, baby. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Ta- uh, Tani's like eating people <laughs> yeah talking uh, Tony's like a reformed cannibal that can't go out in public you know no nah, dude he's a tiger man he's just eating people he doesn't care yeah, okay <laughs> uh so the other thing other than like the super grim dark bullshit um it sure did seem like robin was murdering those dudes yeah he straight up cracks that dude's neck yeah he breaks the guy's okay, neck so after he's down I, on the ground yeah i saw a guy like he uh, 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 somebody online, some comics guy on Twitter, like finally got a hold of somebody at Warner Brothers who like way backpedaled, and he's like, "No, man, no." He like broke one guy. He broke the guy's jaw, and when he had the gun, he didn't shoot them with the gun. He just shot over their heads, and he didn't like. He dropped those with dudes. No tiny sharp R knives. <laughs> he dropped no. those dudes. This is not a it question like of. He stepped on that guy's throat. Yeah, did Robin mean to say wouldn't when he said would? No, hey, that's not what this is. He broke the guy's neck and shot people. I don't care what you say. It looked like he killed like five guys yes. in that alley. Even it, if he didn't kill that dude, he's paralyzed. And I'm sorry. And oh, I'm, for sure. And I'm not saying I want to see this either, but if you are going to do like that darker, grittier thing, do it with Nightwing. Don't do it with Robin. And you know, and, and I, I don't. Mean, maybe this even, will end with him being becoming Nightwing. I don't want to see that done with Nightwing either. But I'm saying, like, doing it with Robin is just so stupid. Even it's just then, though, like, Nightwing was still so very like right. Trying a good dude. Yeah. Well, not to mention that Dick yeah. always thought that Batman was too violent. Yeah, and man. Too dark. Like, it's you know, it's, it's it's crazy. This is just a fundamental <laughs> misunderstanding. Again, it's Elseworlds. 
That's all it is. I guess. Sure. Yeah. The, the, uh, yeah. the DC universe. It's not going to change the. It's not going to change the comics. It's not going to. I know. You know right. It's, yeah. It's not yeah. going to alter my opinion of those books that I read when I was a kid. It still fucking sucks. I'm not. I'm not excited based on that trailer. Um, the best reaction though of the weekend goes to Doc Shaner, who tweeted, uh, "But what Robin didn't say was who he would marry and who he would kill." <laughs> And that tweet went yeah, viral. And the next good. thing he tweeted was like, oh, please, dear, <laughs> Fuck dear Batman. sweet high father, don't let that be the Mary most Power famous Girl moment of my career. And kill Ambush Bug. You know, <laughs> like, <Yeah>. right? <laughs> uh, That's funny. What a mess. Good. We're supposed to get an Aquaman trailer today, Matt. So That's, what I That's right, dude. I signed up to get an early look at yeah, it. I did too. I, uh, I, am I haven't watched Justice League yet, though. It's, I am it's on HBO, so I'm going to be curious, watching it here real morbidly quick. Morbidly curious to see this Aquaman trailer. And I think no matter how good it is, I'm still going to chuckle. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it just, Look, man, I, everything say whatever seen. you want, but I'm sort of into Jason Momoa's portrayal of Aquaman. I am I, like, absolutely He's a not. beefy dork. I am absolutely not. Uh, now, what I would like is if... Jason Moa, when he's on land, his hair still continues to swim around. To swim, yeah, that'd be, that would be badass. That would be badass. Like Medusa. Hey, Aquaman, what's what's going on with your haircut? <laughs> kind of like in the new Wreck-It Ralph trailer when the, uh, she goes into the room of the princesses. Have you seen that? Yeah. And Pocahontas's hair still like yeah. waves like it's in the wind. That's hilarious. That was really good. All right, let's take a couple. We've got a couple of voicemails here. we got our own, very own Jimmy James Randall. How's it going? Um, Jimmy here. Thought I'd send you a little message and talk about some awesome displays of power in comic books. Love it. There's a lot to choose from, like single panels and all that, like displays of power in comics, purely visual medium. They're a dime a dozen. Nice one is Spider-Man back in the day pulling the building off of himself. But really it's up to the artist to show us like displays of power in a single frame. They only got onomatopoeia and text balloons to reinforce it, so... I'm going to go with something a bit more subtle, and that is uh, the entire catalogue of Ryan Otley's work on Invincible. Um, his the way that he shows power in those books is just so laid back today. and casual, all the way from when Mark first gets his power and tosses the garbage out, and it ends up in outer space. Um, all the crazy super ass violence that follows. Otley just nails how effortless it is for all these super powered characters to you know, level a mountain with a punch or tear another character in half, fight the depths in outer space on a whim. It's just like brushing dirt off their shoulders. It takes no effort at all. So when they start to sweat and that, you know, it's it's on. Shit just got real. So far, so good with um, Otley's work on the new Spider-Man um, book. Let's just see how he goes with that. I'm glad he found some work after Invincible. Um, oh, sweet. Got a little bit of time left. Give me two minutes. So a uh, close second would be, for me, uh, Luther Strode, uh, Trad Moore on all the Luther Strode books. He, he showed me something I've never seen before in comic book art, the movement when the powers are used and um, strength is displayed just sings to you. you know, all the way from how big the characters look, the movement. Um, uh, Otley, just kind of like Otley does, he um, Tradmore captures the casualness of it all, makes it a great showcase. The books are smooth and refined. You can almost taste the power. All right, that's me. I better get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Bye. Oh. So greasy at yeah, the Yeah, he's got to get that looked at. That's really... 
James Randall loves violence in comics, I man. See, that's the one thing that I guess I will miss because there's no way they're going to show Spider-Man like punching through a dude's head no. and it getting as graphic as it did in no. Invincible. No, no. I, w- no, I will no. miss that. I don't need <laughs> Spider-Man doing that either. But that, yeah, Invincible uh, was definitely like. I was like, oh, you like Dragon Ball Z, but you wish like there was real world <laughs> problems when someone got hit that hard. I <laughs> like watch this. <laughs> uh, I loved his point about Luther Strode, how it was almost like um, choreographed. Yeah. The way he moved and used his powers. That's a really good point. It was cool. Yeah. That, I like that he, also, he just like picked like some brute force powers. Because that's one thing, like, we read Superman every month. Superman is, like, the strongest man on the planet. But you've never seen Superman, like, grab a guy and rip his arm out of the socket on accident. Yeah, like, You'll be like, oh, sorry. <laughs> like, oh, my God. I was thinking about something else. <laughs> totally. Or, like, Damn just it. hit somebody just a little too hard, and they just, like, red mist where their head used to be. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's check on um, Jared's personal favorite caller. Oh, Willow. I love those trap beats in the <laughs> And you gotta bop your head when you hear it. Hey nerds, Willow here taking a shot at the question of the week despite being pretty underqualified. I only know the basis of Marvel and even less about DC, so I'm going to keep this one pretty basic and talk about laser eyes. Now, when I see Cyclops' laser eyes, I think, meh, a little impractical. When I see Superman's laser eyes, I think, cool, he can do that too. But when I read The Valiant and see a goat firing laser eyes <laughs> from his beady little eyes in the middle of an epic splash page battle, yeah. I'm all in. So my answer this week is the superbly named pet Quantum and Woody, Vincent Van Gogh. <laughs> he also flies occasionally and has super strength, but really it's all about the eyes. A goat with laser eyes. I think that says it all. Yes. It truly does. Uh, Later, Gators. Vincent Van Gogh only flies when he wants to. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of his powers. Because he's he's a goddamn goat. He's a goat. He's stubborn. There's times where he's just not going to fly. (laughs) Fuck they want. You're going to put me in a. You're going to fence me. He can also shoot lasers. Guess what? I'm going to climb out. Yeah, love it. Good answer. See, I always like Cyclops's. I always like Cyclops's power. One, it was really weird, and there's been several different versions of it. Like sometimes it was like a force blast, and other times there was heat involved. And other no, times, it's always been a force blast, and anybody who writes it as some sort of heat beam is wrong. I agree, but we definitely have seen it. How dare like you that. heat beam my force blast? Like we've seen him like melt steel with it and shit, <laughs> you know. And 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 then they were calling it like cosmic blast or whatever, sort of like <laughs> havoc. But I like that he couldn't control it. I like I thought that was really neat, and he had to like. Close his eyes. When yeah, he and he had to wear the like, glasses ah, all the time. Get away from me! You know? He was right there. Yeah, he was awesome. And then he turned into a total asshole. <laughs> he turned into a terrorist and a terrible person after murdering his teacher when he was a god. Ah, uh, hey. It was a whole goddamn thing. It was stupid. Let's get into our favorite uses of powers. We got a, we got a new voicemail. We did? Do uh-huh. one more. Who dat? Who dat? I don't know. I don't either. I'm looking. Where do you see it? I, I just flagged it, so you only have to, like, refresh. 712. Yep. Got it. That's Iowa, right? I suspect it's Marcus. Where is a good place to find a good Dean DeGroote? Thanks. Bye. <laughs> we just lost uh, Joe for some reason. No, Joe! What's that dumbass doing? Let's find out. He had to go potty. Joe, that is disgusting. 
All right, let's check this out. I don't think that uh, voice AI was real solid with this one, unless he is asking about Dean DeGroote. Where's a good place to find a good D&D group? D&D group. Oh, Marcus wants to know a place to find a good D&D group. I'm going to leave that to our dungeon master, Willie Toots. All right. So there are um, local shops that do do. um, They do do? They do do the (laughs) D&D. There's Adventurers League is the public play um, program. That you can check with local shops. I would check with game shops first before comic book shops because not many comic book shops do it. I'm sure Dragon's Lair does. I did it at Legend for a long time, but I'm not sure the status of what's going on up there anymore. Um, but you could do like game shop. Uh, there's Spartan Games here in Omaha, and I'm sure that... I guarantee they have. Yeah, they're doing something. And I believe, I believe even you can go Wizards of the Coast. You can go to the D and D website, and I think you can do a search to show you what local shops in your area are doing it. That is going to place you with strangers. So whether or not you consider that a good D and D group is uh, up to debate. If you can find fellow nerds that play that. Uh, have that's really space the hard for part. you. That's going to be your that's the best hard bet and where you're going to have the most fun, I think. Because D&D groups tend to end up like sewing circles. And it's going to be the most rewarding for you, too. Yeah, where it's like, well, I got this group of dudes. We've been playing for like five years. We don't let nobody in, man. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, it's just us. You yeah. know? We're like a gang. Yeah. Like, you can get jumped in or you can get sexed in. You know? You can yeah. pick. If Once you get into a good group that's like a private good group, you probably won't want to leave. Yeah. You'll have a lot of fun. Like, I got sexed into our group, and they don't respect me as much. You know. No, I mean, I, it I was suggest, fun at first. I would suggest getting it was jumped like, in. It was like a new hole, you so get, it was fun at first. <laughs> but then it's just like, yeah. same old hole. They're like, oh, the sexting okay. guy <laughs> we, got here. You, <laughs> we got you in. That's good enough. <laughs> so there you go. It is tough to find a good D&D group. Though. It, it is. Like, is. back in the day, people used to be able to uh, post on, like, bulletin boards and say, looking for group or, like, blah, 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 blah. I mean, they still do that in Roll20. You can still yeah, look for yeah, yeah. Stuff. I didn't even think about that. Roll you can go to Roll Twenty and you can sign up for free on Roll Twenty, and then you can even then look for a group that yeah. is accepting new players and do that. Um, and it's free. Roll Twenty, Roll Twenty is a blast. It really is, and it's a great way to play because you don't have to leave your home. Uh, yeah, yeah. Good, good luck with that. <laughs> there you go. Good luck with that. Let's get into our answers here. Favorite uses of powers. Uh, let me backtrack first too and say uh, last week's. Question? Okay. okay. Alan Davis and Mark Farmer's 2002 Kill Raven series, the six-issue series. Fuck yeah, man. Was rad. That book was awesome. Uh, and, like, I kept, you know, you, I kept thinking, like, does Kill Raven connect to the Marvel U? But it doesn't. It's its own thing. Now, Kill Raven's in the future, right? Yeah. Kill Raven is in the future of the Marvel Universe. You've got to stop, stop wiggling that mic. You can't, you can't tell me, <laughs> though, like, that none of the superheroes would have lived through the Martian invasion. <sighs> Did Kill Raven show up in any like Marvel team-ups or Marvel 2-in-1s? Yeah, definitely. Because I think so. Kill Raven definitely did. Because there's no way. There's no way you can't have a Kill Raven walking around and all of a sudden, he rising out of the debris is yeah. a beat-to-shit Wolverine who's well, like, oh, it took me 20 years to regenerate, bub. Well, and we also, like, established that the thing, in Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four, the thing lived until, like, the end of the Earth, basically. But hey, man, <laughs> but that Kill Raven is a great uh, story about friendship. And uh, sci-fi, if you like that kind of stuff, and a little bit of a gladiator action, 
Uh, it's it's solid. And Hayden Martians. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think they connected it. I think they connected it to the Marvel Universe retroactively. Like when it was first envisioned in the uh, '80s with that graphic novel. I'm sure they didn't intend. Yeah. For it yeah. To that be. was then, that like was definitely a, not a Marvel. In Amazing Adventures, thing. I don't think it was either, no. because at that time they were doing lots of like separate stories yeah. that just weren't yeah. like part of the Marvel. I U. think it was but, just like here's this guy in this world, you know. But I believe that in the ori- the original Guardians of the Galaxy, the '90s series, uh, revealed that that future is the future of the Killraven timeline. Crazy! I'll look into it. Like Earth, I love Earth coming Raven. back from alien invasion. Cole or McWilliams, he would know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's or a would huge, know for sure. He, he loves anybody with boots like that or is in. Like the thigh boots with the points. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <You know? laughs> dude, and that banana hammock he wears. Oh, Holy yeah. Shit. He was a straight-up male stripper. They all were, though. All the gladiators were because it... it well, yeah. It, as they explain it, it helps with uh, freedom of movement when you're fighting. Well, sure. Uh, but as for favorite... It helps with the female fans, too. <laughs> and some of the dude fans. Right, right, right. <laughs> as for powers, my answer is going to be... I don't remember what did it. What set it off? I think it was uh, the I think it was the White Queen messing Emma Frost messing with Bobby when he like all of a sudden like clicked and, oh, and yeah. he got super spiky and he could make like giant ice golems and shit like that. Oh, like, Ice Man! I was going, Ice Man when his power. Like, I was going to Sunspot. Sorry. No, when his power like tweaked yeah, and uh, he was all like, she, "Oh, look what I can do now!" Yeah, and he could like she actually. She was control. killed yeah. by. Uh, she was killed by Sentinels. Uh, and. Before she died, she like placed her mind inside of Iceman. Yeah, th- I, she, like, I just thought that was really she, cool. She like, unlocked his powers. Uh, yeah, or something yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she that. tapped into yeah. things that he could never do. That yeah, he never I thought knew that. He could. I thought that was rad. Yeah, and he was like literally yeah. like controlling ice and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember making like a huge ice golem, and then yeah. he was like all super spiky. Well, yeah, and he made like a bunch of versions of yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah, rad. And yeah. they were mindless, but he could control mm-hmm. them. That was so cool. Yeah, that was really cool. Joe, you want to go? Yeah, um, so I really loved the Cannonball example. Cannonball's powers are super fun. Um, but my favorite depiction of powers goes to uh, Martian Manhunter, specifically how Howard Porter drew his transformations in JLA. Okay. Where he would, like, crumble apart and reform in a different oh, shape. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I just like I'd never thought of it that way before. So like almost like he would disassemble and then rebuild. Uh and but like in like almost like a a flowing water kind of way. Like yeah. in that in that first storyline where he's fighting the white Martians and he just kind of like his body moves in pieces across the room into different shapes. I just love it. It was so inventive. Well, and it was really cool because, like, we always knew that the Martian Manor was, a, like, a shape changer, and there were other shape changers in comics, but this, like, showed, like, not only is he a shape chamber changer, but this dude is, like, barely, like, skeletal. He's he's almost fluid, you know? Like, right, his yeah, body exactly. is, like, this loose molecules that can do almost anything it wants. And he chooses to keep it in that form because it makes us more comfortable yeah, when right, we're around yeah, him. Yeah. You know? So yeah. cool. So I love cool. it. That's a great answer. Mine is really simple, and it comes from when I was super young. I just always loved it, and it was like the best use of a team power I can possibly think of. And it's when the Fantastic Four, like when the Fantastic Car would get destroyed and they had to get somewhere, and Reed 
would like stretch his body into sort of a shape of a vehicle. And Sue would make like invisible chairs and a canopy for everybody. <laughs> and the thing would like drive and the human torch would stand at the back and, and, and shoot yeah, fire shoot out the back it. of it. What, this <laughs> actually happened? Yeah, they used to do yeah. it. They used yeah. to do it a lot. And it was so awesome. It was like, oh man, they are making a fantastic car yeah. with their fucking powers. And the thing just kind of sat there, you know, like, whatever. <laughs> Let Hilarious. him think he's driving. I always loved that. I, I was thinking about Metamorpho just because I always loved his powers, but I also never totally understood what he did. He can turn into any element found in the human body. Yeah, but he could also, like, change his shape and shit, too. Not really. Like, he... he he turns into, like, mist, and he, yeah, he, he might, like, get a big fist or something, but he can't, like... He doesn't, like, shapeshift, like... He has a little bit of a liquid element to him, right? Yeah, yeah right. He definitely. doesn't like like metamorpho become a car. Like he doesn't do that. That kind of shape. Right. Thing. That's more plastic man's yeah. purview, right? Yeah, yeah. All right. That was a fun question, though. I really like that one, Joe Patrick. Why don't you introduce a new question of the week for these nerds? Okay, so the the new question of the week uh, kind of came about by accident. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I saw Ant Man and the Wasp. We all loved it. Uh, and I posted something on Twitter, things that I can't stop thinking about after seeing Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay. How does the plumbing work in that building that Hank Pym carries around like a suitcase? No one's allowed to go number two. I mean, like, does, it have, does he have to like flush the septic tank? No, there's porta potties. No, there's porta potties. The dude. toilet's just empty directly onto the ground, and the, no he, one's allowed to go number he's two. He's made a toilet that <laughs> he made a toilet that changes your waste into a usable yeah resource. Ooh. There you go. So uh, that the conversation uh, sparked lots of fun responses from our buddies uh, Kevin and Ashley Coffee, uh, our friend Jessica that. Uh, used to be on the, the comics hangout podcast. Okay. Uh, and, um, Jessica said he just, he just makes the septic tank the size of a Tic Tac (laughs) and it's like flushing a mouse turd or something. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'll buy that too. And so Kevin suggested that this become a good question of the week. He said, what is your favorite mundane uh, superpowered solution for mundane problems. Okay. All right. Like something, I think something that we've actually seen in comics maybe, but if you could come up with a good I'm sure original there's one, examples go for of that it thing. in yeah. comics and in movies and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Like where does the thing go to the bathroom? Like he can't sit on a normal toilet. Does he have a fantastic toilet? He just drops rocks, Yeah, you rocks, know he's got dude. a fantastic toilet. He just drops rocks. Rock so he can go outside in the rock garden yeah, right. and, and just go clunka plunka clunka plunka. brown rock falls out and it's all good. <laughs> All right, before we get out of here, what are we reading this weekend? Uh, I just read that Kill Raven again, just to yeah. like, so I could back up my answer. Fair enough. Um, so that 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 was it. I don't. What do I have on tap? I'm sure I have something on tap. Let me think about it. I'm catching up on Black Science right now because I fell way behind on that book, and it is so damn good. And that when I started catching up on that, I decided I need to catch up on Deadly Class as well. And I believe there is a Deadly Class TV announcement coming at SDCC, too. I don't know. For They've sure. already announced it. There was a trailer and everything. Okay, they did. I didn't know if that. I didn't. Yeah, this was a yet. couple months ago. Oh, no, but there's like, we're going to see something else about it at SDCC. Oh, yeah. There was a Deadly Class panel yesterday, I think. Yeah. 
or maybe it was today. So I've been catching, I'm going to catch up on both of those because I've been talking about Rick Remender with some friends recently and I have not had enough Rick Remender in my life. That dude is too fucking good. I love it. I got to read that Fury Agent still. Oh God, Fury Agent's wonderful. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm still reading Mark Wade's Fantastic Four. Nice. Uh, on the Marvel Unlimited app. Um, but I've gotten kind of a hankering to like jump into the Jonathan Hickman stuff too. Okay. You're still digging but the uh, you're Unlimited just doing, app? You're just all the four and you're fouring it up. Yeah, I'm fouring it up. Um, yeah, I mean, the Unlimited app is, is a fine app. Uh, like they've got Mark Wade's whole run on there. It, it, there, there are some weird gaps uh, in places on some series. Like I remember... A while back, I um, I was trying to catch up on some issues of Uncanny X Force that I'd missed, and like, or no, it was Nova. Okay. It was uh, Abnett and Lanning's Nova. Like, there were like three issues in the middle of the run that were just inexplicably missing. Hmm. So, like, I don't know why they do that, but they're doing a good job plugging those gaps. Um, and my first month was only two cents. So, yeah. Oh, that's so far, right. You got in on that sale thing. That's right. Yeah, it was the Ant-Man and the Wasp uh, promotion. Cool. Yeah. Jared, that's all the time you have. What do you got? All right, so here's what you guys are going to decide for me. Should I read next? Uh, Let's let Facebook make the decision. Facebook, the chatters. Facebook, Facebook, help me up. Should I read Captain Britain and the, what is it, the MI6? That was so Captain good. Captain Britain and MI13. MI13. MI13, should I read that whole thing? That was Paul Jenkins, right? It's sitting in or a no, pile. No, no. It's sitting Paul, Paul Cornell. Sitting, sitting in a pile in my house, haven't read it yet. Should I read all of that? Or should I read Justice League Elite? All of that. The miniseries? The miniseries. I got both of those in a pile at home. Those are both. Really haven't read good. either of them. Ever. Hey, Facebook, what say you? You have uh, two Two day, you have the end of the, till the end of the weekend to tell me what the hell to do. Okay. Because by Monday I gotta start reading something, otherwise it won't be done by All next right. weekend. So under this post, give your vote. We want to hear from you. Somebody just said something. I don't know what it was. So. Randy, Randy Andrews, Andrews said, said hi, hi, Randy. Hello, Randy. I wanted okay, Randy, I wanted to come to your panel last week. I got absolutely shanghaied by Dennis Hopeless. I apologize. I was fanboying. It wasn't it wasn't him, it was me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I still love you. Uh, to, I want to be friends. My vote, if, yeah. for what it's worth, is Captain Britain and MI13 because that okay. series is amazing. That, okay, that book was amazing. Is that your vote too? Then that would be my vote. All right. Although there, Justice uh, League Elite uh, is also very good. Uh, uh, Captain Britain and MI13 has uh, Dracula living in a castle on the moon, mm-hmm. shooting vampires at the Earth in bullets, <laughs> like <laughs> in like missiles, like from giant like, cannons, uh, firing them at the Earth. Okay. So that's, fucking cool, that's, that's, uh, and it's like the Mark exciting. Wolfman, Gene yeah. Colan, Tomb of Dracula. Dracula oh yeah, the yeah. Place, I, I, them all he's on, back he's on the cover. Of Mustache, one of them. Yeah. you know, like oh, yeah. he's great, sweet, right on. Ooh, love it. All right, dudes. Hey, you can see Randy's panel on YouTube. Oh, cool. There we go. Hey, all right. I'll check it out. Shoot, yeah. He just shot it. Shoot us a link to that, Randy. I want to check it out. Uh, but for now, we're gonna sign off here. I'm gonna go meet Joe Patrick. We're gonna swim in the pool. Toots, you're welcome to come. Where are you going? Uh, they've got a pool in his apartment. Everybody's welcome to come. Where's your apartment, hey. Joe? Uh, listen. Pool party at we Joe's. We can only have two guests. Pool, pool party. party. Pool party at Joe Patrick's house. Joe Patrick's house. I live at 5018 North 50th Street. Sweet. I'll be there. That's not my address. Well, g- good. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's like way up north, dude. <laughs> 
I'm at 18 11. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Come at me. I ain't scared. All right, dudes, we're getting out of here. We got a Saturday. We got to take care of We got angry wives that want us to start paying attention to them for a change. Please feel free to call us 402-819-4894. Leave us a message anytime this week. There's a bunch of nerdy stuff coming down. Uh, I believe we've got Mission Impossible hitting this weekend, right? It's next weekend. Is it next weekend? No, I did 27. I'm sorry. Next weekend, yes. I'm actually excited for that. I think it looks really good. Me too. Yeah, they've all been fun. I, I, I To tell you the truth, I haven't watched since the, the second one. The second one was kind of a... The second one was goofy as shit. Yeah. Uh, because the, I was, yeah, the second one was, I was Ang Lee, right? I think they got really good. Or was it Ang Lee? Starting yeah. with the third one yeah, yeah, yeah. is where it got really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, but when here, they added in Simon Pegg. Haven't, yeah, I, yeah, haven't yeah. I given you guys my whole spiel on me and spy movies and the stuff, though? No. <laughs> I, I can't keep up. My primitive brain cannot handle spy movies. It can't. Seriously. I don't know what the fuck they're doing, why the fuck they're doing it. James Bond, I don't know what you're doing. I'll watch you kick somebody's ass. But I don't know why you're doing it or who did what to who. You need a guy with a sword like and atomic, a wizard. Atomic Blonde was great to watch her make out with another chick and to watch her kick dudes' asses. But this backstabbing this person and this, that, and I'm okay. doing this and I will I can't give you do it. Atomic Blonde, there was like, Way too many double crimes. I can't she's like, do it. She's an agent. No, she's a double agent. No, she's a triple. I glaze, she's a quadruple dude. agent. <laughs> I glaze like, over. Like when what? I'm talking to my wife about nerd stuff, my eyes just glaze over. <laughs> like, huh? All right. We got to get out of here. Punch somebody. Shoot a gun. If you uh, want to send us an MP3, <laughs> you can do that to twoheadednerd at gmail.com. There's always going to be stuff to talk about. We've got our big San Diego Comic-Con wrap-up show coming where we're going to do rapid-fire San Diego news and reactions. It's going to be super fun. But for now, kids, we got to get out of here. This is the Two-Headed Nerd signing off. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.